Today's daf is daf chav days. We are holding three lines from the bottom on chav aleph amud days kisval cheres end of the line. So uh, we learned yesterday is that uh, we learned the Mishnah that you cannot have a get written on the chuber if the only way to transfer the get then to the isha would be having to cut the item and disconnect it and then only give it and the Pazik says the cause of Anasan there cannot be anything impeding the action of the writing and the action of the giving which is why the Chachamim ruled that if you wrote on the horn of a, corn, uh, of a cow so or the hand of the Evid it wouldn't be a problem because you can just give the whole cow or you just give the whole Evid and that would not be problematic so the Gemara brings down here a similar concept and we're going to be dealing with what's called an otzitz. An otzitz is a potted plant. Now, specifically, as we're going to see, we're dealing with called an otzitz nakuv. And Hilkha Shabbos makes a big difference. An otzitz nakuv has that there's perforations at the bottom of the pot. Now, it's interesting to note is that halachically, an otzitz nakuv, an otzitz that has a, a pot that has perforations in it, it's considered connected to the ground. Somehow, through the air, the bottom of the plant is able to draw from the soil on the ground its nutrients, and therefore it's considered to be as if it is mechuber, and as if it is, it is connected to the ground. So that's an interesting thing to think about. The second piece that we need to think about, so if you have your clay pot, and inside there is the soil with the seeds that develop into a plant and they grow, okay, so now... The lechora, the part that is connected to the ground, is the plant. The pot itself is not necessarily considered to be connected because it's the plant inside that is connected through the nutrients that it draws into the soil. Just keep that in mind because it's going to make a difference. We're dealing with over here is somebody wrote a get, somebody wrote a get on the pot of a potted plant, alright? And the Shiloh, he wants to use this now to Megarish the Isha. So we're going to see is that if what he wanted to do, was planning to do, is break the shard off, break off the piece that has on it and give that to his or the wife, then that would be a disqualified get because that means the get's written in a way that there's no direct action between the cost of Anasan. You have to do an action in between. But if he plans on giving the entire potted plant over to the wife, so there's no uh, in, 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 in interposition between the Vakasav and the Nasan, then that would be okay. So let, that's the that's Allah. We'll, we'll continue to explain, but that's the Allah we're going to be dealing with right now. So let's see. Kaswa al-Kheras. The person wrote on the clay of the of Shalkatsits of the potted plant of the Atsits Naku that is perforated at the bottom, it's kosher, uh, it's considered to be a valid get. When is that true? The Shakale It's only if he takes the entire plant and he gives it to her. Because then there's no interposition between the Kosov and the Nosan. However, Al Ale Shal what if he wrote it on a leaf that sprouted from the plant that is in this pot. says, here we already have a shtikl machlokos. Abai Amar Kosher. Abai says it's still kosher. 
And Rav Amar Posel, Rav says it's Posel. Let's understand what's the Machlokus over here. Abay Amar Kosher, Kosher, Abay said it'll be Kosher again, assuming that what he does is the Shokal Yavle Nehale, that he takes and gives the entire pot of plants over to the Isha. Then it would be considered Kosher, right? As long as he's not pulling the leaf off to give it. Because you're pulling the leaf off, then you have the problem of Mechubr. Because that's like cutting off, the, cutting off a part of the tree to give to the wife. That would be problematic. Rava Amar Posel, Rava says it's disqualified, even, says Rava, even if he plans on giving the whole potted plant over to the wife, but we have exera because we're afraid that if people see you can write on the leaf, and it'll be kosher, the next time somebody does it, what might they do? They might pull up the leaf, and zera shema yiktom, and if that's how it was given, then that would be talking disqualified. Why would that be disqualified? Because then it would be an interposition between the kosav and the nosan, is the pulling of the leaf. Now the Rishonin speak out of here, it's important, is that why don't they disagree by the case of the pot? Why don't we make a zera that you, if the person wrote it on the pot, they were concerned because the next time you might come to break off the piece and give. So that information, because we're not, that's not, Robert said that's not really a concern. Because breaking the pot would be ruining the plant. So to say that we're worried he's going to break the pot to give the piece and ruin the plant, that's not such a, a, a real concern. And therefore, as long as you give the whole plant, there's no xera over there. But taking, giving the plant where it's written on the leaf, that's a much bigger concern because it makes sense that the next time what a person might do is pull up the leaf and give it. So that's where rubber holds is exera. A buyer holds as long as what? As long as... As long as you keep, you keep giving the whole plant over. It's like, in a chinami, they both agree. If you pulled off the leaf and gave it, that would be disqualified. Okay. Now, <clears throat> it's, it's, it, it, it is interesting to note over here, and the Ron makes this point, by Hilchah Shabbos, by the way, there are some severe uh, uh, repercussions that people don't realize. It. If you move a potted plant, a perforated plant, we learn that's moving, you're like uprooting it from one place where it's mechubar, and you're putting it down another place where it's mechubar. You're not allowed to do that. So the Ran says over here, so then, but you're, you're then, if you're being megarish with the whole plant, though, aren't you still being megarish with mechubar? Says that's not a problem because the whole problem with mechubers with mechuber is not that the etzim that it's mechuber. It's that in order to give it, you have to disconnect it. You have to cut it. You have to break it. You have, that you don't have to do over here because since there's nothing interposing between the act of the cost of the nasan, there is no problem over here. Even if you view the plant as being that's a that's being something that is mechuber. Different to pull off the thing than to pull, give the whole. Yes. Saying right. that, uh, now let's keep going. The, we're going to get into the laws of Kinyanim a little bit, so that, and so a little bit of, of, of Masechus Kedushin, which we'll learn next, 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 next slide, the next, uh, Masechus. Now you have like this, let's say you have a partnership of this plant. Atit Shel Echod, let's say one fellow owns the actual pot. Vazroyim Shel Acher, and the, uh, the seeds or the plant that grew in it belonged to a second guy. So Ruvain owns the container, Shimon owns the contents. Right? Now, very important to recognize this. Let's just speak it out. The, in the laws of Kinyanim, the laws of transactions, 
there are different kinyanim for metaltalin than there is for karka. Metaltalin is nicknamed the meshicha. You have to do some kind of uh, action that you do meshicha, you do mesira. There's certain halachas that you, the item itself is being moved from person A to person B. That is by metaltalin. By karka, you have to do either kesef shtar, or Chazoka. Chazoka is a pri- pr- pr- uh, proprietary act. I build a fence around the ground. Alright? Uh, I, I, I make a gate. There's some kind of act. Right? I paint it. Perhaps could be a proprietary act of showing. So it's nothing to do with the movement of the item. Because generally most karka, you can't even move. You have to do a Chazoka. Kesev works, by the way. Kesev only works by karka. Kesev doesn't work. By metaltalin. Until you do the mashikha, until you do the act, right? So it can either before or after, but it's the mashikha that's doing the kinyan. Now, the case over here, think about this for a moment. The pot itself is not really connected to the ground. So the pot has the din of metaltalin. The contents in the pot, since the perforate one, that has the din of karka. karka. So keeping that in mind, let's see the next couple of lines. So it says as follows. So atzit shal echod. The drayim shall acher. One person owned the the, the 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 container, and the other one owned the seeds, the plant, the contents. Machar bal atzis the bal drayim. So let's say the person who owned the pot sold his pot to the con- the one who owned the contents, the one who owned the drayim. Kevan shemasha. As long as the recipient did mashicha, kana the transaction is. Considered to be uh, executed. Why? Because since he's been Kona the pot, the pot has the status of metaltolin, Mashicha, and the metaltolin is valid. Let's go the other way around. Machar Baal Zrayim, let's say the owner of the Zrayim sold the Zrayim, the Baal Atzit. Lo Kana, Mashicha will not be enough to be Kona because he is selling the contents of the pot which has the status of Karka. Ad Sheyachzik Bezrayim, until there's a Chazok, until there's a proprietary act. Done of the Zrayim. You have to do some type of proprietary act. Take out the weeds. Take out, you have to do something that shows a chazaka, but Mashicha would not work because it's on Karka. Now, what happens if Atzitz with Zrayim shall Echod? One person owns both the pot and the contents of the pot. Alright? Umachran Laachar. So Reuven over here owns the pot completely and he's selling the whole thing to Shimon. Now we have an interesting halach over here. Hechzik b'zroyim, if Shimon did a chazaka on the zroyim, removed the weeds, whatever is considered to be a proprietary act on the zroyim, kana atzit, that act itself helps for the pot as well. Even though normally the pot needs a metalton kinyan, but we're going to see that the halacha is when you're selling two items, one is karka and metalton, there's what's called kinyan agav. Kinyan agav means is that by doing the kinyan on the karka, agav along with it comes. So therefore, if you're selling somebody a house and a car that's parked on the street, the kinyan on the house will suffice for the kinyan on the car. You don't have to do a separate kinyan mashicha that's called kinyan agav. Whether it's the rice or the rabban, the machlitz and the shon. Now, bezui shishanir, and this is what we learned in Maseches Kedushin, nechazim she'enlam achrais, properties that are not mortgaged, usually metaltolin are not mortgaged, in, 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 in a deal. Niknin in the Chazim Sheesh Machrais are acquired through the, uh, the Kenyan 
on the Nechazim Sheyesh Lamachraz. What's considered Nechazim Sheyesh Lamachraz? Probably that could get mortgage. Karka. In what way? Because the Shtar Vachazak. That means the three Kinyanim that apply to the Karka. When you do that Kinyan the Karka, along with it will come the Metalton that you're intending to sell as well. You don't have to make a new act. I'll have to speak out that I want to sell the Metalton. It doesn't come automatically. I'm not selling you my car. If I never told you I'm selling you my car because I'm selling you the house. But if it's spoken out, you don't need a new Kinyan that goes along with it. Now, what happens if the person did the chazaka? He did a chazaka. He painted the pot. He didn't realize. He thinks that I can do a chazaka on the pot itself, on the container. I, you're selling the container and the contents. And this person went to the chazaka on the container. In such a case, he's like, not only you're not corner the contents because you didn't do anything to the contents, but you're not corner the, the the container either. Why? Because that container is metaltalin and the chazaka doesn't work on that. Right. Until you actually do a chazaka on the zroyim, that's the only way you can be corner the zroyim along with the pot. But the but but you could be cornered the pot separately if you did meshicha. But if you want to be cornered both, the only way you're going to be cornered both, the chazaka on the pot will not help. It has to be the chazaka on the zroyim to be cornered the pot. Now let's keep going. Nikvay ba'aretz v'neiva bechutz la'aretz. Here we have an interesting shayla because remember produce has another halachic nafkamina. We're going to see in terms of if it grew in Eretz Yisrael and chutz la'aretz. If it grows in Eretz Yisrael. Teraisa chayav and trumas and maestres. If it grows in chutz la'aret, teraisa potter. So the pot, the pot, and the bottom of the pot where the perforations are were in Eretz Yisrael, which that's where it's considered to be like mechuber, right? However, the actual branches and the fruit that grew are leaning into chutz la'aret, right? Now the shaila is as follows. There's no question that there is nutrients and nurturing that comes from the bottom, right? But there also, you could argue, photosynthesis, the sun, the air, all of that also helps in the development of the plant. So the shaila over here is, do we view those produce as a product of Eretz Yisrael? Or since the branches are... In Chutzlars, are they a product of Chutzlars? Big Nafkamina, do I have to take Trumas and Maestras, Midar Raisa? So let's see, let's see, let's see. Why is it like this? Why is it as follows? Nikvay ba'aretz v'naifay v'chutzlaretz Abaya amar basar nikvay azlinan Abaya says not a shayla. You go after where the perforations are because that's the primary nutrients. That's where it's primarily the, it derives its nutrients from and therefore even though the fruits are in chutzlaretz but those are considered to be fruit of Eretz Yisrael. Not a shayla. Rava Amar Basar Nois Rava disagrees. Rava says that we view the uh, the, the fruit in Eretz Yisrael, whether it's because I just I, I'm assuming it's because of photosynthesis or because of the air that is developing. But the air in which it develops is the considered the primary source of nutrients, and therefore, according to Rava, this will be considered to be peros. Of Chutzla Aret. Now, the caveat to this is, we're talking about a pot that just has perforations. But what happens if actually roots grew out and grew into the ground of Eretz Yisrael? Same scenario, but it's actually rooted in Eretz Yisrael and the, what? 
Just in Eretz Yisrael, and the branches are in Chutz La'aret. So the Mars is like this. B'de Ashrush, B'de Ashrush, where it actually took root, says the Gemara, Kula Amalek Pligi, there will not be a Machlokas, because there, if it's actually rooted in Eretz Yisrael, even if the branches are in Chutz La'aret, there the Gemara says that both Rav and Abaya, Kula Amalek Pligi, everyone will agree that what? That the primary source of nutrition is coming from the roots in Eretz Yisrael, and those fruit in Chutzlar will have a status of Paris Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Now, keep leaking. The only machlok is below Yisrush, where the, there's just this perforation in the bottom of the pot, but it is not taken root. There are some Rishonim say, but it's resting on the ground. Sometimes it's actually resting on the ground, just the roots haven't come through. Okay, not getting it into that, but it doesn't, it doesn't bear, it doesn't have to make a difference. Now, the more questions, this uh, statement that it's like making it unequivocal. If it took root, there's not even a Shiloh. Right? Which means if it took root, there's not even a question that what? You follow what? The roots. You don't follow the branches. That's this way. Says more, but the Ashrush was legal. You tell me that there's no machlokas, but non lechorim. It says in Bametzia, right at the end of Bametzia, we have the following machlokas tanoyim. The case over here. Let me set it up. You have somebody that has a field on a higher level, and someone has a field on a lower level. Okay. So there's like soil on top, soil on the bottom. Soil on top belongs to the person, on, to Ruven. The soil on the bottom belongs to Shimon. Now, there is a wall of soil, right, that is, that, that's where there, there is that uh, disposition. Now, that soil actually belongs to who? To the guy on top. Because he owns the land all the way. To the, so, and what happens over here, there is a plant or there's a tree that is rooted in the soil that belongs to the fellow on top, but the branches are into the airspace of the one on the bottom. And now produce is growing from it. Who lays claim to that produce? Now, what the one is claiming right now, if you hold that when it's rooted, there's no Shiloh, that it belongs to the place of where its soil is rooted, then everyone should agree that what? It belongs to the fellow on top. But that's not the case. So we see there's a machlokas in this matter. Let's see it inside. So it says the Gemara like this, the Chayra, says the Gemara, we have machlokas in Rehuda and Rab Meir. But now we learned in the Mishnah in the Bamatziah. Shnei Ginois, you have two gardens, Zu al Gavzu. One is above the other. The Yerek ben Tayyam and growing from the soil that's between them, there is vegetables, produce growing. Rav Meir Omer Shel Elyon, Rav Meir says it belongs to the top. Now that works, because since it's rooted into the soil on the fellow on top, the produce, even though the branches or whatever is sticking out into the one, the airspace of the fellow on the bottom, Rav Meir gives it to the person on top. The problem is Rav Yehuda Omer Shel Tachtoin, that it belongs to the fellow on the bottom, which means that even in a case where it's rooted, it seems to be that Rav Yehuda holds, you go by what? You go by the branches. The branches. The branches. So the Chorah, how did you make it say, oh, if it was rooted, there would be no Machlokas, everyone agrees. You see the Machlokas Tanaim on this matter. Answer the Gemara like this. The Gemara says as follows. Uh, that you're, that's not the issue there. Meaning the issue over there is not what's considered to be the primary source of nutrients. It could be that everyone agrees that if it's rooted, the primary source of nutrients is the 
is where it's coming from, the soil, right? But the issue over there is really a financial claim. Who lay? Who has right to the, 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 the to lay claim to it? And they, and actually, these are the reasons that are given in the Mishnah. There, Rav Meir says that the guy on top who owns the soil says, "I have." the greater financial claim to these plants, because if I wanted to, I could remove the soil. So if he removed the soil, what would happen to the plant? It would die. die. So therefore, the whole existence of the the, 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 the plant is due to my allowance that it grows in my soil. Therefore, financially, I have rights to it. Whereas the guy on the bottom, which is Rabbi Yehuda's Taina, the guy on the bottom has a financial claim to it as well. He says, it's true. It's growing in your soil. But what would happen, and I have the right, let's say I would even the land, I would fill up my airspace with soil. What would happen to the plant? The plant would die. So I am, I'm allowing the plant to live in my airspace because if I wanted to, I could kill this plant. I could just fill all my, and therefore the fact that I'm allowing it to grow in my airspace gives me financial claim over the produce that comes from it. But the point is, they're not arguing over the halachically or w- w- what is considered to be the main source. Of, they argue about it. It's a financial argument as to who has financial legal claim to the produce that comes onto it. That has no bearing on our side. That's the most pushing away. So what is it like this? How some could come time? Over there, it's like the reasons that are given. Amr of Meir, if the top fellow wanted to take his soil and go away, no vegetables growing anymore. And Amr of Yehud, and of Yehud says, Mayim well, if the bottom one wants, Lamalos to fill up his airspace, as God can also offer, he could fill up his whole field, his with, with, and what would happen? Enkanyerak, there would be no vegetables. That's the argument over there. So therefore, you cannot bring that as a taina, as a complaint, as to that, in fact, we said that if it was Nishrash, that it clearly goes by the, 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 the vegetables developed by the, 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 the roots and not by the airspace where the branches are growing. Again, Nikmar is not giving up. Akati and still. But the Ashur Fleplik, you tell me that if it's taken root, there would be no machlokas. Vahatanya, we have a brachlokas in the following brisa. Okay, this is brought down in Baba Basra. Says as follows. The case is, uh, a tree that happens to be growing Partially in Eretz Yisroel and partially in Chutz Laaretz. So you have branches to one side, branches to the other side, trunk in the middle, right? What's the halacha? The ilam mitzasav Eretz or mitzasav Aaretz or mitzasav Chutz Laaretz. Tevel v'chulim uravin zeh bezeh. Divrei Rebbe. Rebbe says that the produce that grows on either side has to be viewed as a mixture of of Tevel. Tevel means that it has a requirement of Trumas and Maishas before it's taken. It means it has Kedusha Sa'aretz, but it also is considered to be a Chulin, which means it doesn't have Kedusha because it's a mixture from both. Now the Gemara now assumes that the produce that is growing is impacted by the airspace on both sides in producing the fruit. And therefore, since it's impacted by the airspace on both sides, every fruit contains within it both Tevel and Chulin. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Um, and that, that's Rebbe. 
Rav Shimon Gamliel says, no. Hagadol b'chiyuv chayiv, the fruit that are growing on the Eretz Yisrael side, which is chayiv and trumas and maises, that'll have a din of tevel, that'll be chayiv and trumas and maises. Hagadol b'ptur, and the produce that's growing on the chutzla Eretz side, is considered to be potter. Right. And, all right. Now, the chora, the Gemara understands right now, what's the case over here? The case is, that we're not interested in the roots. It's not saying that the focus is not, we don't care whether the roots are all on one side, the roots are all on the other side. The machlokus over here is where are the branches, right? The, I mean, we, we know where the, half the branches are on one side, half the branches on the other side, and the argument is, what does it do to the payros that it's growing from, right? So, but clearly you see over here is that if that's the understanding, the chorah, the primary focus that we care about in this Machlokas Tanayim, is what? No, oh, it's what side of the airspace? It's the branches, it's the airspace. It is not, we don't care about the roots. And therefore, so therefore you said before that if it's taken roots, then that's what primary, so that should be the issue. But over here it seems to be the issue is where the branches are, seem to be the issue. Not why we focusing on the branches, we should be focusing on the roots. Clearly the roots don't play a role, even want to take, take root. That's what the, that's the Morris question. So Morris said, my love, are we not talking about the simple understanding is mitzvah nofa ba'aretz, mitzvah nofa chutzah is that part of the branches are in chutzah and part of the branches are in Eretz Yisrael. And that seems to be machlokas, and we don't care about the roots. On that, the more pushes back. No, we never had to say anything about branches. It could be the machlokas over here is is that half the roots on. It's, it's no, we don't care about the branches. Why we are following strictly following the roots. Half the roots are in Eretz Half the roots are in Chutzlaret. According to Rebbe, you have to look at every fruit as a mixture. Whereas according to What's his name? Uh, Rab, uh, so, uh, but, uh, and, 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 that's, so my time is of Shimon Gamliel. So one says, well, one second. If there is a combination of mixture that some of the roots are below, in, 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 some are in Chutzlaaret, so then how can you make a statement that, well, cause that's primary, that can so that what's on one side of the tree belongs to Eretz Yisrael, what's on the other side of the tree, should not depend on what's on one side, it should really depend on which roots produce that, not, not what side the tree is. So what's Shatna of Shimon Gamliel? Rebbe makes sense. Because Rebbe said, since the roots are on both sides, and it's impossible to track which root goes to which fruit, so oh. therefore all of them have a, 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 a suffix. They all, or they all have considered as if they're both Tebo and Kulin. I understand Rebbe, but how do you understand Rav Shiva Gamliel? So what's an interesting thing? Is the Maftik Tsunma, is the way this tree grew, is there was a concrete block. There was a stone that was underneath the base of the tree, which means the roots clearly on one side of the stone, which is the Eretz Yisrael side, and the other side, they're on the Chutzlar side, means there was no intermingling of roots. It was clear, roots on one side of the tree, and roots on the other side of the tree, which now we can understand of Shem Gamliel. means you can follow the roots up the one side of the tree. What's on the one side of the tree, that's the fruits in Eretz Yisrael. What's on the other side, fruits of Chutzlar. So therefore, it's not because of the branches per se, it's because there is a separation of the roots below. The Shiloh then needs to go back to Rebbe. Well, if it's clear which side of the tree, which roots are on, so why does Rebbe say, it doesn't matter, all the fruits are considered both 
uh, if it's clear below which roots on which side. So one says like this, so the Khair said, my time of the Rebbe. So he says, because Rebbe holds like this, even if you say that the roots below are separated, but he holds that when it goes, the nutrients go into the trunk and out of the branches, they all get, uh, re, uh, what's the word? Mixed together. They get back. They get back mixed. Means they 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 might. They but 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 they're not dispersed according to what they were below. They become reallocated once they get into the trunk. And since they become reallocated once they get into the trunk, it has no bearing as to what side the roots are on. Meaning, if you could ta- track the nutrients from root A all the way up to the fruit, he says, but you can't do it. The fact that it's separated below doesn't allow you to track it because it still gets re, uh, in, they get remixed in the trunk. It's so like this. So my time to Rebbe, is it the Hadri Arvi? It goes back and mixes it up again. Right. So what exactly is the crux of this Machlokas? One holds that above the ground, it's mevalbel, means it gets mixed up again. Aviria just means above the ground. Above the ground, in the trunk, in the branch, it gets mixed up again. Umar Savar, and the other opinion, which is the opinion of Shimon Gamaliel, he says, if you separate them by the roots below, then it's not going to get remixed when it goes up the trunk. What will go up on the one side of the trunk are the roots on the one side of the tree. will go up the other side of the trunk, the roots on the other side. And therefore, you can make a clear division as to which fruits are Eretz Yisrael fruits and which fruits are the ones of Chutzar. So I said, which Each one stands on its own. Let's go on. So we said like this. The, the Tanakhama... Ariyur said that you cannot use documents that are, that can be erased. Something that's been erased before, so that document, uh, can, can be, can be altered or can be, uh, doctored. Now, Lechora, what are we concerned about? It's clear from the Gemara, we're concerned about as follows. Is that let's say the husband put in the, uh, uh the, the get, a condition. This get, your Mugareshes, if you pay me a thousand dollars. Put that in the get, right? Or, you know, or you cannot go to your father-in-law for the next uh, three months. Whatever we had uh, to, to your father whatever it was in your father whatever condition was put in there. Now, the concern is, is that you hand her the get. If it's a get that can be Nizayah, because it's written on parchment that you can erase without it being told, she could take this get and do what? Erase the condition, go to Bastin, say, this is the get I have my husband. They would validate the get, and now she goes and gets married, having not taken out any conditions that were put in there. Alright? So that's what Rabbi Yehudim and Becerra holds, that you have to make sure you use the kind of cloth that's been treated in a way that's not subject to erasure or to subject to, uh, to zeal later on. The Chachamim disagree. Why would the Chachamim disagree with that? That shouldn't be partial. So what's Chad the Chachamim? So Moshe says like this. So now, Amrab Chiyabar Asi Mishmei Deula. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to uh, the Chachamim. I just jumped the gun a little bit. We're gonna just have now a, a, a short interlude discussing the laws of different types of cloth, and then we'll get to it. So he says like this. So Amrab Chiyabar Asi Mishmei Deula. Gimel Orosheim. There are three types of parchments. There's matzah, one part is, one part is called matzah, there's chippah, and there's diphtera, alright? 
Right. This is aside from what we call the cloth that you use to say for Torah. So really there's a fourth, but there's these three that are the, uh, the, the, the ones that are not kosher necessarily for the, for the, uh, Sefer Torah. Now, matzah, kemashmo, it's like it sounds. Sounds a matzah, you don't add any condiments to it, you don't, you don't treat, you're not allowed to add salt, you're not allowed to add any, anything into it. So therefore the cloth, that is the, the, the hide, which is matzah, it's called matzah, it had no salt added to it, it had no flour added to it, it had no gallnut treatment on it. So, and it's, it's like, it's like raw hide. So when it's like this, so why, again, I, I say this over many times, the Gemara is not National Geographic. We don't learn, learn facts for the sake of learning facts. You learn a fact because it has a halachic outcome. So why do I need to know that there is a type of hide called matzah that has been treated by chlam? He said, I'll tell you why. We're going to go back around to the next cycle again. We already did it at the beginning. There is the halachas of Shabbos. Now Shabbos, the carrying is considered to be a violation if the item you carry is in a quantity that is considered to be significant for that particular item. So it's not like any food is a kazayas. Each item is considered to be a violation of Thurman Darais of carrying if you only if you carry it in the size or volume of significance of that particular item. So different things you carry might have different shiurim in terms of violation. And the other thing that makes a napkamino is because Lahutzah Shabbos, carrying this matzah, there's this hide, untreated hide, the Lord of Shabbos, the Kamashi Uro, because what is the shear if it is this piece of hide? So, Kedetani Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Kedei Lotzer Mishkal Katana, is that they, they used to have these small weights, and they wanted to make sure that the weights did not, uh, scratch anything or, 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 or because it would lose its, uh, weight, so they used to wrap it in hide in order to protect it with, uh, when, they, when it wasn't being used. And specifically the type of hide they wanted is hide that did not have any salt or flour added to it because that if it had salt in it, it causes erosion of the metal. So that's what Nafkam is, the Gabe Shir. So therefore, the, uh, that's the Shir. So the amount that you chayev for carrying this, poor, this small piece of hide is if it's large enough to be able to do what with? To wrap around the small weight. The karma, and how much is the size of the small weight? Samrabaya, river the river de Pumpadisa. It's the quarter of a quarter weight of Pumpadisa. That's the smallest weight that they would use to wrap the hide around. What is Chippah? That's the second category. The Maliach, that was already salted. But it did not have the flower treatment. And it was not treated with gallnut. Again, what's the Nafkamina? Again, the Hotel Shabbos. Because that also is used for specific purposes on Shabbos, and therefore the shear of carrying would make a Nafkamina. Makama Shiro, Kirisnan. Or, that a leather, a hide, Kirilasos Kameya. What they used to make Kameya. Kameya were amulet, uh, an, uh, amulet, amulet that they used to use to, uh, to, to put in, uh, for protection purposes, either had some spices in it, had that, that, Kisvakaydish in it, but the shear they used to use, they used to use specifically one hide, this particular type of hide that was good for it, and, uh, and, and, and it's, Kidei Laza is Kameya. That was uh, the, the aside that Kameya Kameya is the Chiyu that will be high for carrying it on Shabbos. And the third category is Diftera. What is Diftera? The Meliach, it was salted. Kameya was, it had the flower treatment. But Lo Apit, it wasn't like kosher cloth. 
<coughs> now what? He did not have gallnut treatment to it. Lamai Hilchasah. Again, what's the Nafkamina going to be? Lahotzah Shabbos. Now, what's the shear for Hotzah Shabbos for this? The Kamash Yuro Kedei Lichtov Alavasaget. Because they used to use this for writing Gitin. So the, the, the minimum size that a get could be written on, I was a standard size, but that is the shear. If you carry that amount of this diphthera, then you're over either Beshogeg or Karben or Bemezichi of Misa for carrying for Hutzah on shops. I, I, actually, it's not Misa. I think the Gemara brings out that it's Hutzah, not, not, uh, no, it's, it's Havara. Havara is one. No, 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 it's Havara. It's Havara. Misa. Yes. Anyway, now, Chachamim now we go to the Chachamim. said that even if the document that you used had already been erased once before, which Lachora, that it could be doctored, then I'm worried about that. So one is going to say, Man Chachamim, whose sheet is that? That's the sheet that we had the last couple of days of Rabbi Lozer. Rabbi Lozer holds that you don't even have to have Adim signed in a get, because what executes the get? Not the Adai Chasima, uh, but what? The Adim Asira. And therefore, he holds like this, that when the get is executed, you have to have the Adim Asira there. Let me explain this outside, we'll see it inside. And the Adim Asira have to read it. Now, they know when they read it that there was a condition put into it. Right? There was a condition put in. Now, let's say the, 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 the lady... Uh, a little later comes back to base and says, well, I want to get remarried. What they're going to have to do, she's going to have to uh, be Makayim the, 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 the get. How are you Makayim the get? It doesn't even have Adam signed in it. So you have to bring what? The Adam Asira. They're the only ones that can be Makayim the get, the Adam Asira. The Adam Asira, remember, there was a condition. So if she erased the condition, they're going to catch it. As opposed to the sheet of Rav Meir. Rav Meir holds, you don't need Eide Mesira necessarily. All you need is Eide, what executes the is Eide Chasima. Now when she comes and she wants to uh, get remarried with it, they're going to say you have to Makayim the Get. You don't have to bring the same Adim that are signed. You just can bring anybody that can recognize the signatures. And since you can bring anyone that's recognized the signatures, they're not going to know that there was a condition written into the get because she could have erased it. That's why, according to Rav Meir, it's not a problem and you have to make sure that it cannot be doctored and they can tell. But according to Rav Belozer, when you're relying on the Adam Asira, it's not a problem because if she did doctor it, the Adam Asira would know about it. Exactly. So Moses says like this, going like Rav Belozer, the Amar Adam Asira Karti, but the Adam Asira Karti, now, the Amar Rabbalozer, the Rabbalozer, the Amor, that's Rabbalozer ben Pedas, said, Lo Hirshi Rabbalozer, that's Rabbalozer ben Shamur, that the Amor Rabbalozer says that even though the way to learn the Mishnah is like Rabbalozer the Tana, which means that you can use a star that has, you know, on paper that uh, technically could be doctored, it's not a problem because you rely on the Aim of the Mesira, but there is a statute of limitations. There's a time limit over here. Because he's concerned if you wait too long, they're going to forget the condition that was written in it. Mm-hmm. So therefore he says, he says, he says, Lo Lazar, that you can only use that if the kiyum happens, la'alter. It happens right after it was given. Short time after it was given, then you can rely on the Adam Asira to make sure that the condition wasn't erased if there was one there. However, if it's up to 10 days, meaning, or, or for sure if it's more, then 10 days, then the problem over there is even though you're going to bring back the Adam Masira, 
But what? They're not going to know. So therefore, so therefore, uh, uh, it's going to be, uh, we, then we, you cannot use that, even a contrabalosa, you cannot use a document that has subject to erasure without knowledge. Because Chayshina, because we concerned, Dilma have a to know, maybe there was a condition in this document, the Chayf of a Zayfate, and she, she, uh, forged it, I mean, she erased it without thinking, and they're gonna catch it, and, and, and Taka, she's able to get away, even with the aid of Masira, because once it's been so far, ten days ago, Bimon can remember exactly, so that's a problem. So only, Rabbi Lazar would hold, you can use that kind of document, if what? If immediately afterwards, or right after, is when it was Mimikuyam with the aid of Masira, but none of you waited, uh, a significant amount of time. Now, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with that. Rabbi Yochanan Amar. Rabbi Yochanan said, generally, most gittin do not have conditions attached in it. You don't write in the get, this is a get only if you pay me a thousand dollars. Or this is a get if you can't go to your father's house for 30 days. It doesn't written in there. And therefore, if it was written in there, and the Adam Mysterium read it, it would stick in their minds. Something like that, which is not the norm. And therefore, even, they all that even for many days later... You can still hear relying on it being a kosher get because they would remember if there was a tnai there and now that tnai has been erased. So even after ten from tell yatul ten days, even after that. Dim Esau because if in fact there had been a condition in there that have they tnai that tnai was there, Midkardahiri, they surely would remember. Next. Again, Rabbi Lozer ben, ben Pedas, he's saying about Rabbi Lozer ben Shamur, the Amora, he's saying about the Tana, that this leniency that you can use the Eide Mesiro, and they are going to catch this document if it's a Tanai, is only true, he wants to say it's only true by Gitin. It's only true when you're using a Get. Because a get, the Chorah, has no other repercussions other than is she divorced, is she not divorced, and then you can allow the aid of a Sira to, uh, he says, but other financial documents, other financial documents which are needed later on to, uh, to, to, to show uh, proof or, or things that are, and they're going to be kept for a long time, we won't allow you to use a document that has been written with a, uh, a, 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 a piece of parchment that is prone to, uh, to, 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 to forgery. That they won't allow. Because there, it, it's not something that they turn, she right away could get married, but there it's for sure not written for just showing proof right now. That's written for long term. So something that's written for long term, by definition, you better make sure that what? The document is tight. And that cannot be forged or messed around with. That's what he's saying. So he says, "I'm Rabbi Lazar." So Rabbi Lazar allowed the Eid of Masira to be used, even if it's a document that can be forged. Alav Gitin, Ava B'Shar Shkaras Loi. You cannot because we find that that uh, right before the Churban Bias, Kodesh uh, Baruch instructed Yirmiyahu Novi to go and buy a piece of property from his cousin. And he told him to put the document away in a klicheres for, uh, for safekeeping, but it's a sign, because one day you're gonna come back and take claim to the land. It's like a, a way of giving them chizuk that what's about to happen, 
is not going to be permanent. That's what's the point. But you see, the, the, the idea was that what do you do with a document of sale? You put it away for, which means you can't rely on the Adam Isira. First of all, first of all, who said that the Adam Isira will, will, will even be there? You're going to have to rely on such a case on the Adam Chasima. You're going to have to sign it to be able to prove it over there. And therefore, even Rabbi Lazar says generally rely on the Adam Isira, but by a get, which is not something that's specifically put away for a long-term purpose, then you allow the paper that could be forged. But not on the legal documents that by definition are for long-term Purpose. And he brings a right. He says, Yermia said, put it into an earthenware to protect the document. You see, the purpose of it is for what? Yamim Rabim. Again, that this din, that you can rely on the, uh, the, 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 the what's his name? On, on, on the documentation, even if it's written on something that could be forged, you can rely on the Aiden Masira, and even by other legal documents, other financial documents, we also will rely on the Aiden Masira and will accept that document as, as, as a binding document. But the more I ask the question, but doesn't, didn't, uh, Yermia say that, it says, isn't that ex- Saying that there's a requirement that you have to make sure it could be around Yamim Rabin, which would take away the reliance on the A.A. Mesiro, isn't that? So he says, uh, The way Rabbi Yochanan understands that Yirmiya Novi was just giving a good advice. Good advice is make sure it can last for a long time. But that's not that it's an obligation that you have to use that type of documentation that, that can last Yomim Rabin. That's not, if you want to, for yourself, for your own good, you, you, you should do it. But it doesn't have to be, which means that we can still rely on the Adam Asira even for financial documents. And if there's any conditions or whether it's tampered with, you can still rely on the Adam Asira for that as well. General stuff over here. Uh, we're going to pick up the mission of tomorrow.